0: On the other side of Texas, history has its place. On the other side of Texas, justice rules the case. They don't like it, they don't love it. They say we're all wrong, but on the other side of Texas, we roll along. There you are, Weston Guitar Taylor bringing you in on the other side Daniel just shaking his head across the way hey I appreciate you listening in tuning in most listened to afternoon platform maybe platform all throughout the day here on the other side glad that you're tuning in glad that you're telling friends that you tune in here on the other side of Texas broadcasting from the racer car wash studios voted lubbock's best wash around for five years running stop into one of five convenient locations across Hub city for the best wash around five great locations you can find them all at racerwash.com best wash around guaranteed racer hey uh, some things to get in today we're going to check in with new york city our friend chris level breaking down the big game tonight duke and uh texas tech sold out in madison square garden and then we're going to get in with our friend annette Socorro, smith south plains ford and talk about some issues in the legislature coming up as well as what's going on there at smith south plains ford um I do I did I made a uh an arrangement today. I'll be on radio or not radio, excuse me, on television, even better if you want to see my handsome mug. Not so handsome, but I call it a handsome mug, gonna be on TV in the week to come in Amarillo. We're gonna take up the issue of where does the panhandle begin and end, a lightning rod issue. Of all the things that we could be talking about of importance, I would rank this like in the top ten. Where does the panhandle begin and end? And, spoiler for me, Swisher County at the Tulia Rip Griffin as it extends east and west. That's where the panhandle begins and ends. Uh, Just as the son of Hale County uh, leaning towards that Lubbock side leaning towards the Caprock side uh, in a no man's land that's the orientation that I would give you Uh, some news that we want to get into as we begin out the program here the USDA U.S. Department of Agriculture will clamp down on work rules for food stamps Catherine Boudreaux who I know and like, so I call her Boudreaux. I don't think that she would mind me pronouncing her name that way. The Agriculture Department on Thursday proposed a rule to more strictly enforce existing work requirements for food stamp recipients by reining in states' abilities to waive restrictions. The release of the rule comes on the same day President Trump is expected to sign the farm bill into law and he did this was published at about seven six o'clock our time 6 a.m our time the timing is no accident the proposal which was initially expected to be released before midterm elections is the administration's response to concessions house republicans made on food stamps in the final bill so they're going outside the bill now through presumably executive order through the usda the bill doesn't mandate stricter work requirements or threaten eligibility criteria for the supplemental nutrition assistance program formerly known as food stamps now known as snap which accounts for more than three quarters of farm bill spending and so a little footnote here the farm bill and all it's been known as previously required democratic votes from the north and the northeast in order to get done and looking at it as a national defense or however you might look at it you needed northeastern liberals to jump in and that's why the farm Bill's always been as contentious as it is we know that the farmer fights fights too big to fight alone that's the argument I, I always make i made the that argument just last week talking about uh being a son of a young farmer who took off in the early 80s and it rained one year twice as much the next year twice as much the next year uh, you fight fights too big to fight alone and that's why agriculture defies all other professions But you've got to have uh, some folks from the other side, and uh, SNAP food stamps has always been that other side. The White House and Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue had backed off, or had backed, excuse me, had backed the House Republican efforts to overhaul SNAP. Trump used his Twitter platform to press for stronger work requirements even late into Conference negotiations where food stamps Were a major sticking point Ultimately Boudreaux says The farm bill dispensed With the House GOP's Controversial SNAP proposals And left out an an effort By Senate agriculture leaders That could have blocked USDA's Regulatory action USDA's proposal targets a group of SNAP participants known as able-bodied adults without dependents or the acronym ABAWD which includes recipients ages 18 through 49 who are not disabled or caring for children or other dependents as of 2016 they accounted for a small slice 3.8 million of nearly 40 million Americans who receive SNAP to help them purchase groceries. So, the old biblical adage, you don't work, you don't eat, comes to bear here in real policy. And, and I think that that's fair. It's a fair, fair argument for Mike Conway for the likes of Mike Conway down in District 11. District 11 uh, is down in Midland. But District 19 up in Lubbock, Jody Arrington's Way, makes sense as well. Under current law, ABAWDs, which just does not flow well off the tongue, can't receive food stamps for longer than three months during a three-year period unless they are working or enrolled in an education and training program for at least 80 hours a month. I can see that's a new market that's going to rise up. That's my own commentary here, getting back to Boudreaux. However, states can waive this time limit when unemployment is high or there aren't enough jobs available, an opportunity that was utilized widely during the Great Session. So I say, as a guy who's high support, high high challenge, good good on them and for you guys who listen to the program regularly what we try to do is provide you with content that uh you don't have to vote for uh chavez in venezuela or you don't have to vote for david koresh on the right uh provides middle ground and here's my middle ground on this argument okay you've taken care of the 3.8 million of 40 million Americans who receive SNAP. Now, what are you going to do about the tax breaks for the ultra wealthy? Because that's where the money is. I'm all for this SNAP movement, but what can you do now? What can you do now, President? Not looking past Purdue, what can you do about tax breaks for the wealthy? Because that's where deficits come. And if I criticize one group on this show, uh, more than others, it's tax and spend conservatives, and that's where the money is. So, what are you going to do about that? You see that coming down in the state of Texas. How the state of Texas may come up with five billion dollars for public education funding, and how are you going to take care of the middle here in the country? You know, SNAP is a good place to start, but where the real money is is with uh, loopholes in the tax code. So look forward to that as well see you can't call me a liberal and you can't call me uh your suburban conservative either and that's why we roll along here on the program coming up we got Annette Sikora Smith South Plains Ford gonna jump on you want to know what folks have to say about uh, what's going on with the automotive industry what's going on with dealerships in Texas we're gonna get into why can't you buy something online we've heard that argument through beer distributors. We've heard it through other courses. Annette Sikora is a great place to go to hear from that and why the laws are the way they are and what the laws need to be. have Annette Sikora coming up here shortly on your other side. Stick right with us and we'll rave on right back here after the break. About 90 seconds from now. This is what I saw. I saw miles, miles of Texas all the stars up in the sky I saw miles and miles of Texas Gonna live here till I die Got Chris Level checking in from Madison Square Garden in about uh, half an hour from now setting you up for Texas Tech versus Duke Before we get into that, we have Annette a uh, Smith, south plains ford in studio uh you know whenever you see things and this is the thing i always say this the radio provides me with a microphone to ask about things that i'm interested in annette sakura has been in the car business for a long time for a long time and i'm not trying to impugn your age <laughs> in any way annette sakura but you know the car industry and so, we just want to get rolling here. How long have you been involved?
1: Well, I've been involved, involved since my birth, but, you know, actively A family involved, business. family business, but actively involved in the dealership 35 years.
0: Okay. And now, you uh, Yeah, are, I was
1: three, maybe, when I got started.
0: Now, you and your husband, Pat, run the thing. Right. Yeah. And you've got children involved with the Next thing. Next gen. Yeah. Yeah. So... So, here's a fight that I picked. And I want you to tell me what the difference is, Annette. I picked a fight with the beer distributors because I don't understand why we can't have... um, why we can't have beers produced in Texas that are made available outside current regulations. What's the difference between between craft beers in texas and tesla in smith south plains ford
1: so we're going to compare beers and cars
0: apples and oranges (laughs) beers and cars because lots of people will you know we had jay jay root on the show he made that comparison but i think that the difference in in regulation is like three binders worth so far as what i know about car dealerships Let's just start with this. Why shouldn't you be able to just buy a Tesla online, and how would that violate the way that you've been doing car business for 35 years?
1: Sure. Well, you know, buying a car is highly regulated in every sense of the way. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, before you can drive a car, you've got to get a driver's license, state-issued license. I mean, you don't have to, I mean, you've got to turn 21 to be able to drink a beer, but you don't have to get licensed to do it mm-hmm. um then once you've probably, maybe
0: you should though
1: maybe you should
0: I'm looking at Daniel <laughs> okay, go ahead.
1: my kids might resemble that I don't know <laughs> <laughs>
0: um
1: and you have to buy insurance when you and that's state regulated insurance is um eighty percent of all car purchases require financing, and then you get into a whole nother myriad of laws and regulations. And um then it you know, it's really super complex when you add that trade in piece. So you don't trade in anything to buy a beer or a or an Apple phone or a book generally or or those things are real simple mm-hmm. because they don't require paying off a third party lien holder And a lot of other complicated matters. Because that all goes
0: through the dealership. All of these things are happening at the dealership itself. Okay.
1: And so we are highly regulated. Most every dealership has at least five departments. So these are like almost five fully functioning businesses within a business. So sales, service, parts, body shop, finance. And every one of these um, are highly regulated. So that's a, that's a good thing for consumers, that we're highly regulated. A lot of that's there to protect consumers.
0: But you have to oversee, in overseeing your dealership, you're having to oversee five different businesses at the same time, because that's the way the law works. Right. Okay. Sounds pretty complicated.
1: It is pretty complicated. You have an
0: HR person who also helps you oversee all that stuff?
1: We do have an HR department.
0: Yeah. Okay, so... You guys have been in business, Smith, South Plains, Ford, for how long?
1: 65 years, my family. My grandfather started in Slayton in 19, 1952.
0: Wow. So you've been working with the legislature, with state government for all these years.
1: Right. The Texas Auto Dealers, we have an association that kind of helps us keep. Uh, in tune with what the laws and regulations are, so if something changes, then they, they educate us. I'm sure you have a so, radio association.
0: Well, you know, people loosely affiliate themselves with us in that. I mean, don't, <laughs> don't try to flatter me, but here's my thing, is that for an upstart to come in and to say, we're just going to sell online directly, what what do you make of that? As somebody who's taken over this family dealership and you've worked you've had to jump through all these hoops for all these years
1: right well the franchise system has worked really well it's worked really well for the consumer it's worked really well for the manufacturer so when you think back to why it was even developed it was a way that they could have a a, a network the manufacturer could have a distribu distribution network and they didn't have to invest the capital these local business owners would invest that capital just like we do now we invest you know even without building a new facility we still invest thousands tens of thousands every year in upkeep and that money stays local so it's a We invest that capital to have that network of distribution for the manufacturer.
0: I'm going to stop you. That's an important word, though, local. That, you know, you go buy online and, you know, everybody's got their Amazon closet full of empty Amazon boxes, but you are reinvesting locally as opposed to another group who could be selling from California or from a coast inward.
1: Right, there's a couple of schools of thought there. I mean, when when you were just, if you were just buying direct from the manufacturer, then you eliminate all the competition. And there was a study done in Texas, um, I think it was from 2011 to 2013, something like that, on some Hondas. And this was done in Texas, and it, the study was that if there was not another dealer within like 30 miles, the average price a consumer paid was $500 more. So, less competition, consumer pays more.
0: It's hmm. selling a lot of Fords in Texas, not so, just at your place.
1: <laughs> well, F-150 is a number one selling truck yeah. for 42 years straight.
0: Yeah. Uh, Annette, let's switch gears for just a moment. No pun intended. Let's go. Annette Cora Smith South Plains Ford with us here There's been a big hit on, and I'm just going to throw it there, and you can engage it as you will, a big hit on car dealers in West Texas. It's made national news uh, with the Rager Dykes fallout. And I want to ask you, as somebody who has watched this all your life, and not just your adult life, but watched how you do business, how you do business well, here after all these years, still a reputable business. So, what you're sitting at 60, 60,
1: 66 years, 66
0: yeah. years there at Smith, South Plains, Ford. But you watch this Rager Dykes thing go down, and consumer confidence. Comp- I'm told initially the intuition was other dealerships would do well in the fallout with Rager Dykes, but then word came back. Well, people are really apprehensive to buy now in the region. I don't know what what your take is on that, but as a car dealer, you had to have been just cringing at what you saw playing out.
1: Well, first of all, I'd like to say it was a very unfortunate situation. Um, and for all of the people that are struggling trying to wrap up their loose ends, I, my heart really breaks for them. You know, but I would like to say, Jay, I mean, we've been around for 66 years, and I know, you know, and Dickey celebrating 90 years. Alderson, they're multi-decade companies, whether it's Pollard, Group One, Gene Messer, there's a Frank Brown, Mears, I'm probably going to leave somebody out. But if you think of all of them, all of these collective dealers have been in business for decades, and they've done you know we're none of us are perfect and so we've probably made somebody mad along the way but for the most part you don't stay in business for decades if you're not taking good care of your customers and so it's really unfortunate when something bad happens and then this great group of dealers who've been uh foundations of these communities for so long take that publicity hit that they had nothing to do with
0: hmm so you think the duration may exonerate everybody in the end that they've been in business this long they've had as much word of mouth from one generation to the to the next
1: you know if if there had been instances where any other of these dealers that i've mentioned weren't taking care of their business weren't paying off trades or paying tax time loss we would have heard of it you know we would have all Mm -hmm. known about that um because that doesn't go unnoticed um but these all these dealers have good business plans, and I would say that all of us that have survived the market. When you when you have a a competitor that may be not doing things exactly right, then then it does disturb the market. Were you surprised? I wasn't surprised.
0: Why?
1: You know, my mom always told me if it sounds too good to be true, it is, and um, I always felt like the numbers that, po- that they posted, the things like that, if there was, if that really could have been done legitimately, somebody had already done it. So I, so, you know, when you're doing business right, there's a, there's a certain normalization to the market. And I think that was, you know, it was an abnormal.
0: Had you heard the audio before it was ever put out publicly?
1: I had not heard the audio. Now I had heard stories.
0: Yeah. I can see by the... Viewers can't see your face, but it does bother you.
1: Well, it's very disturbing. I, I can't imagine talking to my people that way. Um,
0: and them staying around.
1: Right. I, I, I don't understand. Um, I don't understand that kind of motivation, uh, that kind of culture.
0: hmm There's no Annette U at um, <laughs> Smith Hoplings Ford? <laughs> no.
1: hmm <laughs>
0: Um, let's get back to legislature for just a moment Um, there is a big push Uh, there's a big push to let folks buy from outside of the region outside of the state Um, talk to us about why most people on its face Annette Sakura would say this is a good thing competition is a good thing and let's let people order in you know You've got to go through piles of paperwork on this particular industry, or that one or this one or that one or that one. Uh, what would you say to folks who have reservations to say, why can't I just buy whatever car I want uh, from wherever I want without implicating the last conversation we just had about any car you want? But, <laughs> uh, what's, what's the problem there?
1: Well, the current franchise laws in Texas are not preventing uh, Tesla from selling its vehicles to Texans over the internet.
0: Okay, so what would it look like for them to sell over the internet? They would have to have a franchise.
1: Well, it's not preventing them from doing that now, but they they can't sell directly to consumers through retail outlets in Texas.
0: Are you concerned about? Uh, because I would have to. I think that you can look through some databases in the county i think there are probably 12 or 15 teslas in lubbock Um, are you are you concerned that it's just going to set a precedent for other dealerships
1: well you know there are more electric vehicles coming to the market so tesla's facing additional competition before long and and I think that'll be additional competition that already has an established, efficient network. So I, they may be underestimating that competition. I know it's been a little bit of a a, a premium or a, a statement symbol to say I have a, a Tesla, but I think that may be overshadowed with some of the some of the incidents of this past year. And I think there's which, a lot of question which, which about
0: incidents. Are, well,
1: some with Elon with Elon and just just the way Elon their business Musk. Yeah. runs.
0: Okay. All right. So let's pause there. I want to take you in the next break. Are you good to do that? Sure. So we're gonna go in the next break with Nets Cora, Smith South Plains Ford, get right back in with you about ninety seconds from now as we roll along on there. your other side. See I told you, you we'd have a good conversation. Here we go. we be sound back in a just a bit. Long. If you've got a question as we roll along here, you can text those in, 806 We'll take uh, comments, texts, uh, questions, and overt heresy if you've got some of those we do have annette sakura in studio with us here smith south plains ford talking about what is can be a contentious issue in texas right now and that is uh, dealerships and why can't we just buy things online a lot of people make those arguments and uh, pick back up in that discussion uh annette sakura on the tesla front it seems small but you think that they could get more competition and that it could be the camel's nose through the tent, effectively.
1: Well, it could be. You know, I think one of the, I mean, first of all, franchise dealers aren't anti-Tesla. You know, we, we welcome Tesla to the franchise system because we have dealers serving 289 communities in Texas. And, you know, if he wants to have a franchise system that does that, supports communities, then and that's great. First of all, we believe everybody should play by the same rules. And if you carve out one exception for Tesla, you just open the door for a lot of exceptions.
0: Yeah. And that's an important point, though, that there are rules on the field right now. And you just can't come in and usurp the rules. Because you guys try. I'm pretty sure that. Give me give me three state agencies to which you have to report. <laughs>
1: Well, the OCCC, the Office of Consumer Credit Commissioner, uh, obviously the Attorney General, the uh, Comptroller, those are all the state, uh, OSHA, EPA.
0: Yeah, and then you get into federal The FTC, as well. yes. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, the list goes on and on and on.
0: And it's kind of, but I liken it to this so far as buying a vehicle I hear this argument a lot in rural schools. This, you know, we can make the comparison about craft beers and beer distributors and make uh, car dealers the distributors, make Tesla the craft beer, but on the other side of that issue what I see in the complexity and the nuance in that is that I hear a lot of people say, well, what we want to do here is we want to give rural. we don't want to put the money that we should into rural schools but what we're going to do is give them satellite access to online training from other teachers and you and I both know the difference between sitting behind a screen with no empathy do, do they care about me do they know who I am and then um, the teacher in real life
1: oh we've all got that yeah that teacher that made that impact that yeah. turned that turned something in us and, and made a big difference and
0: everybody, I know, like guys I know who have fleet vehicles they want to go to a place where they know who they are like I know guys who buy vehicles from you guys, I know guys who go out to maybe they go out to Clovis because that's where they're accustomed to or they'll go to Anson um, they'll go to a lot of different places but They go there because it's almost like cheers. They know my name. They know what I'm about. And I'm not dealing with some virtual car dealer.
1: Well, I think one of the important things is that brick-and-mortar system of service. And being able to perform warranty service, maintenance service, and most importantly, recall. Over 15 million recalls every year. You've got on vehicles you've got to have a network to be able to handle those efficiently you've got to have trained technicians
0: how do you recall on the internet you just
1: well and and the thing is what if it's i mean a lot of these i just saw one before i came in there's there's a, a hold so we'll have to check our inventory but we've probably got a hold on a few vehicles we can't drive them till we check them and fix them if they need to. And they say it's probably less than 6% that'll need the fix, but we're not allowed to sell them, Mm
0: -hmm. drive
1: them until we check them. How do you do that if it's all virtual?
0: Yeah. Hmm. So let's talk about the business for just a second. Smith South Plains Ford. Is there anything else you want to touch on? Yeah, there's
1: one more thing I wanted to say in comparison when we're talking Tesla versus franchise system. Um, Texas dealers don't receive any government support, no loans, no tax breaks, and but they are responsible for accurately collecting taxes and fees and remitting them, other than that one exception we talked about. And uh, they do all that without compensation, uh-huh. and it's about $4 billion in Texas of taxes that dealers collect and remit.
0: Mm. So to take that out of Texas...
1: That's a big chunk.
0: We're just yesterday. We were just talking about how the outgoing speaker of the House says that Texas schools need Texas public education needs five billion dollars. You imagine taking if you took, four out.
1: Oh, if you and if you took dealers out of those two hundred eighty nine communities. Those two hundred eighty nine. There's there's only a handful of large cities in that. Then you're you're talking a lot of impact on rural schools. Mm. We're, we're one of the largest taxpayers in our counties.
0: Well, uh, Annette Secora, Smith South Plains Ford with us. Sell me a car here. Tell me, tell me what you got going on.
1: Oh, we've, we've got all kinds of great deals going on. It's the end of the year, the best time to buy.
0: Before the new ones come out.
1: Oh, just end of year. The end of year, the, every manufacturer's trying to hit their numbers. They've got all. They've got their best incentives of the year, right now trying to trying to move the metal.
0: Hmm. So, like, what? Give me Give me one truck. I want to. Oh, I, the F one truck out front. When the F one. Oh, into?
1: you'd want an F one hundred and fifty, a brand new F one hundred and fifty, with all all aluminum. Has Kay. so much technology in it. I. It's beyond me.
0: The backup cam, the big yeah. screen.
1: Oh, Ford Pass. What, what's Ford oh Pass? Oh my gosh, Ford pass. I can start my car right here while we're talking and I can unlock it and lock it and start it and see what my oil life is and On your phone. On my phone. Stop it. Yeah, it's fun. You can do the whole thing. I can do the whole you can do thing. You do transmission oil? I think I can see everything. Okay.
0: Hmm. So you got those deals out there right now? I do. All right. Anything else we need to know? We've even got
1: low interest rates, and that's important with rising rates.
0: Yeah. You can finance them through Smith South Plains Ford.
1: Not through, Smith, through Ford Motor Credit. Okay. Zero Ford. percent for yeah. 60. Okay.
0: Whoa. Yeah. My, look, Daniel's eyebrows just raised, too. You see that? He's thinking see? maybe he wants to go in, get him a hybrid. What are millennials driving, Daniel?
1: Scooters. Oh, scooters! I've seen too many. Uh, I've seen too, too many personal injuries lately off on those scooters. Well, I think I'll stay off of it. I'm not right. graceful. All
0: right. Give them the website. Tell them how they can get a hold of you, Annette.
1: Find us at SmithSouthPlains.com. You can also find us on uh, Instagram and Facebook. We'd love for you to follow us.
0: There you go, Annette Scorer. Thanks for coming in.
1: Thank you, Jay.
0: And as we get in the legislature and this stuff heats up we'll yep. be back I just always I always pause whenever I hear like all this free market talk because of the points that you just raised about do you want four billion dollars less in the state coffers and I think we're at a point where we say no <laughs> no thank you
1: no, thank you.
0: good talk with you Annette uh, going to get into this break and get Chris Level on the program live from Madison Square Garden going to give us a breakdown in Duke versus Texas Tech this evening. Maybe if uh, Daniel doesn't want to be so bashful, he'll get a mic too and carry out on this edition of The Other Side. Stick right with us. We'll be right back with you after the break. Back here. Um, Daniel?
2: Oh, hello. What are you thinking, buddy? I'm thinking about the Czech Duke game. Are you? Yeah, sold out. Yeah, I got my DVR set at home. Okay. You know, I'm looking forward to that.
0: But you got some tech work to do after the show. Yes, I do. Texas tech work, but technology work.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you got to make. You got to earn a living, buddy. Yes, sir. I do, and living's good. You
0: kind of get to do it on your own. uh, On your own accord, there.
2: Yeah, it just means I have to be responsible.
0: Yeah. Is that hard?
2: Um, it's not hard when you have a, a very organized wife that...
0: Oh, I think you are going to compliment me there. Oh, I mean, Guess you're not. pretty
2: chill too, but I mean, oh. I mean, it's not that hard.
0: Close out this segment, Lubbock File Room, providing safe and secure document storage and shredding services to Lubbock and the surrounding area since 1992. You don't want people going through your trash, you don't want competitors and and others going through all your stuff because some people is
3: right, mother-
0: some people's minds aren't right and maybe maybe they will get into your stuff for a free and hassle-free estimate call lubbockfileroom.com today 806-744-7666 hey uh, speaking of that audio Was there a time where you were more nervous than whenever we put out that audio? Whenever we broke that, what do you got?
2: Oh man, I was pretty nervous. Were you? Yeah, that was... uh,
0: Whenever I sent you the text and I said, go, go, go.
2: Yeah, and I was curiously... You were
0: like, whoa, no, no,
2: no. You know, creating media to go online and just, it was a mad dash... It was crazy.
0: It's still every day. It seems like we get a notification of somebody who's liked it or retweeted.
2: Yeah. Even now, all this time later. It's. I mean, even like last week, we had something like a hundred and twenty plays on that post. It's still going around.
0: Oh man, it is it's very something. crazy. Uh, let's get out with our friend Chris Level, who is at Madison Square Garden. Uh, game's about to tip off here in about 10 minutes from now chris level and live from the big apple chris level red raider sports uh how are things looking level
3: well it's uh th- this is uh an interesting you know <laughs> city uh you know so it's it's chaotic everywhere you look uh but uh a big test for the Red Raiders tonight, certainly. Uh, don't know really what to expect, but this is going to be one of the toughest uh, teams that uh, Texas Tech plays all season.
0: Yeah, and I can't remember a game as big as, except for the tournament last year, but can you recall a bigger preseason game, or pre-conference game?
3: Not really. I, I think, uh, I, I, I was asked that earlier, and I'm not sure that I've ever seen uh, you know two top ten teams like this, and the. Fact that it's in the sold-out Madison Square Garden. I mean that that adds a whole new layer to everything. And and the tricky part is, is that we all just have to kind of keep the thing in perspective because we still have, you know, a big non-conference game versus Arkansas. You still have eighteen conference games. We're just getting started here, but there's a lot of attention on this game, rightfully so. But if it goes well or it doesn't go well, there's still a long way to go.
0: You'll be calling the the game coming up at six o'clock, ninety-seven-three. Uh, that's where we're going to get out of this show just a little bit early to make sure that we're at home watching it as well with the fire fire roasting. Tell us, what do you think are some keys to the game? Tell us a little bit about this Duke team and what you think keys to the game are coming up.
3: Well, Jay, I would tell you that, you know, next, uh, next I guess, June, whenever the NBA draft gets here, you're going to hear Duke mentioned probably in three of the top, five to six picks and mm. three of those players are featured here tonight. I mean, and, and you know, you, they have their point guard is like a late first round pick. So I mean, this is just a different deal here. You know, RJ Barrett, uh, Cam Reddish and then Zion Williamson are the three guys that everybody's going to focus on. And the, the interesting thing is is that they, they don't do a whole lot to try to trick you. They don't, uh, it's going to be fairly simple, but they want to get up and down the floor and score, score, score! They're not interested in guarding for long periods of time. If you're Texas Tech, you want to turn this thing into a fight. You want to be patient and you, you want to pick your spots. But I think it, you, you'll see Texas Tech try to establish themselves early and let Duke know, hey, we're, we're here to win this game. This isn't just fun for us. We're, we're here to we're here to win. We're going to embrace this opportunity, and, and you're going to deal with us for forty minutes.
0: Yeah, Duke. I saw earlier on Twitter averaging about ninety-one points a game. Tech giving up fifty-one. What's going to give, Level?
3: Well, defense travels. Um, I think that Texas Tech has been, you know, that's the one thing about these new additions to the rosters. They've really bought into the culture of what this team does, especially defensively. And it's probably going to be somewhere in the middle, uh, Jay, if, you know, if we're being honest. and I don't think that you're going to hold uh, Duke, you know, to, to a season low or anything, but you're also, you know, and I don't expect them to get to the mid-90s. If it does, then that, that, that does not that does not favor your chances to win this game at all but yeah they average i think like 93 points a game they, they're number one in the country in block shots i mean they're they're one of the top rebounding teams in the country and it's just all predicated on them getting up and down the floor and and they don't care if it's one on three whoever the duke player is with the ball i mean whether it's reddish or williamson or, or barrett I mean, they're just gonna go attack the rim they, they just don't care that's just kind of uh, what they'll do And so I think you can take advantage Of some of their aggressiveness against them if, if you're smart
0: Yeah, lots of this game break down there At com. Get on there like I do Hey, uh you keeping the family At uh, the Waldorf Historia Or <laughs> where are they staying?
3: No, they're they're down uh, near Times Square uh, So uh, they, they've had a good time It's supposed to rain quite a bit uh, Tonight and tomorrow So it's going to be tricky for everybody Trying to enjoy o nyc when it's a little wet outside so uh but it should be fun and uh, in the garden tonight
0: yeah maybe the Astoria next time buddy hey uh, we know you got a game <laughs> to get to a game to call appreciate you making time and again you can find them there at red raiders com. thank you chris level
3: thank you jay appreciate you having me on
0: There he is, uh, Chris Level and uh, Daniel you still excited about the game. I know, I know that it uh, almost
2: some excitement. Is this hot? Oh, okay, yeah. here we go. Yeah, I was, uh, I was actually thinking about going, um, but it was sold out. To NYC? Yeah, I have some friends in New York. Oh, yeah? So we were looking at flights and thinking about going, and then the flight was... Um we had our points ready to go and then tickets were all sold out. Yeah. So it's kind of a bummer.
0: Now we just gotta go home and watch it here in a few minutes. Yeah. Um uh, gonna get out with you now. Um appreciate you tuning in and uh pass along the show. Hope that was a constructive argument for I don't I think it is apples to oranges on car dealers versus beer distributors in texas um and you may disagree you're welcome jay at other side of texas.com uh send me your email and tell me why you agree or disagree and uh tomorrow i say this and it's all pending a schedule but i got confirmation last night brandon darby breitbart texas will be on with us tomorrow talk about the border darby's pretty fair
2: yeah, I would say I think, so. To
0: think that people hear the Breitbart thing and they kind of lose their minds.
2: You know, I saw an article that uh, the toyodor put out where they had this chart where they had different news outlets based off of bias and uh, unbiased and fair reporting. And they put Breitbart, like, far right on the bottom, like, right next to some tabloid but
0: that's what i love about darby is that he raves on it may be true for the publication as a whole but it's hard to listen i mean whenever you listen to darby like i've done exegesis which means that you go through a comprehensive study of the text okay and whenever you read paul in the new testament it is phrase phrase comma phrase semicolon Freddy, it takes him forever to get to a period that's some nuance that he's right. laying out there and Darby goes a long time without periods as well whenever you listen to him talk yeah. and I think that's what infuriates both sides but that's kind of the basis of the publication itself from it's very beginnings was somebody who's just standing up and saying something different And right. and that's what Darby does uh, we try to say things differently and uh, appreciate those U- U.S. Texicans who don't want to vote for Hugo Chavez or David Koresh. Appreciate you making time here on the program to do just that and learn a little bit more for our friend Chris Level at uh, Red and at Socorro at Cell Plains Ford. I uh, Appreciate them both coming on, being part of the program. For now, gonna get home. Gotta get home. Got some above-average dinner, a great family, and a super great basketball game coming up. Hope that you have a good evening as well. Can't wait to join you tomorrow on the next edition of the Other Side of Texas. Until then, rave on, buddies. Rave on. Do we want to be Belly up and just make it And to step up.